It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. the time it's wake up wyoming my name is glenn woods good morning enjoy your weekend i just got some bad news on the weather for next week and the week after we'll get through that plus loads of stuff i am not going to be able to get through everything that i have lined up that i'd like to talk to you and talk with you about i'll get through as much as i possibly can during the course of the day of course i always give open phones every day of the week friday is the entire program so at any point, if you wanted to change the subject, you can just jump right in. I'll put the brakes on whatever I'm doing, and you can go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. That way you can get it out of your system before you get into your weekend. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. The winner of the dumbest headline of the week comes from AP News. You know, they win a lot. I mean, they really do win a lot. The story from Hot Air Blog says, For good or ill, headlines matter. They shape how people view a story and often... The only thing most people read in, for any given story. Headline writers know that. And what, what I can't stand, that what drives me nuts, is how often readers out there will look at a headline and assume what the rest of the story is without reading the article. Or if they do read the article, it's the first paragraph, maybe. And then they assume the rest, and they get it wrong. The number of times that I've written an article... And I find myself online as people are commenting, saying, you're not even on the same topic. What I wrote about and what you're commenting on aren't even close to the same thing. But let's get back to AP because they don't help that situation. The author says, that's why I was struck by this headline from the Associated Press over story Joe Biden uh, purporting to be an analysis for a reputable news service that provides stories to almost every newsroom in the country. It's a classic example of spin, which is why when – and a misrepresentation of, misrepresentation of facts – which is why every time I read an article from AP News, I stop and say to you guys, okay, it's an AP article, because not only is it extremely biased, but they're going to misrepresent facts, just get things wrong. I mean, it's spin headline, Biden's empathy shapes policy, but some voters don't see it. That's the headline. Biden's empathy shapes policy, but some voters don't see it. This is where often AP writes opinion pieces under the guise of it being news. The story says perhaps they mistake Creepy Joe's obsession with touching and sniffing women as empathy. Don't know. Or more likely, they're trying to spin Joe Biden's nastiness and creepiness as an expression of deep caring. 
of his fellow man, you know, of you, at least not those who vote Republican, though. The author says it's really bizarre and entirely based upon stories likely made up by Joe's spin doctors. He says, I say that because cheap, creepy Joe has been in the public eye for decades now. And every story he tells about connecting with the little people turn out to be a lie. Oh, yeah. There's many times. Well, I, I've been picking on Joe Biden for decades, back when he was a senator. For decades, I've been picking on him. And I'd love to point out to people that even Robin Williams, when he was doing stand-up comedy, even he had a whole bit on Joe Biden way back, decades ago. Because Joe has always been a liar and a fool. So he's low-hanging fruit. Story says, except perhaps that one about children. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, this, this was a creepy one. Let me go ahead and play it for you. If it'll just go ahead and play. Because sometimes when I click on things on the Internet, it doesn't go, no, not now. I don't want any notifications. Just go ahead and play the thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is what I'm talking legs. about. Let's oh, go I sit on the stand, and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs oh, that turn, that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair. Okay, <laughs> this is just creepy. Perhaps Joe, his compassion that AP is talking about, this author says, comes when dealing with disasters such as. The East Palatine, Ohio area, the administration not really helping. That empathy, according to AP analysis, poor Joe doesn't get any credit for caring so deeply. In fact, caring deeply is perhaps his greatest fault because he can only communicate through hugs and kisses of all sorts of two young pretty girls. 53% of voters in the midterm election say Biden didn't care about people like them. We get into polls and stuff like that with this story. And then they get into abysmal uh, approval ratings after that. But that's it. The point of the article, though, is the AP news headline that says, you know, just Joe cares so much. Joe Biden just cares so much. That's his problem. And you, you just don't get it. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Again, I have a lot to go through today, so I'll be skipping around. Uh, then there's this story here. I, I turned off all of the major news networks a long time ago. All of them. I barely even watch anything on Fox News. Once in a while, something will pop up and I'll watch it because I'm looking for another story. But I don't at home sit and watch the news. I wish there were a network out there that would allow me to. The only thing that I have on is that ridiculously large television they put in the studio next to me. And it has what they call Fox News Raw, which is just video streams from around the country. Here's the story we're working on, and I can just see. And it rarely has a reporter. It almost never has commentators. It's just stories that they're working on, which I prefer. That's more. That's closer to real news. All right, so Don Lemon, remember him? Don Lemon is, I don't know why he continues to be on CNN. 
He had a nighttime show for a while. They moved him. They tried to reorganize CNN's morning drive to try to save it. CNN is in a lot of trouble. As all the networks are, but CNN's in heap big trouble. Don Lemon apparently went on a sexist rant about Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, and of course, former ambassador to the UN, now presidential candidate. It was so bad, the story says, it turned the stomach of his co-anchors and added pressure on the CNN boss to dump him. A furious Poppy Harlow walked off, that's one of the co-hosts, walked off the CNN This Morning set following the exchange with Lemon after the GOP presidential candidate was, uh, well, he accused her of not being in his prime, for one thing. And, you know, women, once they get past 40, well, he had uh, sexist things and even some racist things to say about her as well. You know, she's... More of a, she, her descent is from Indian heritage, as in India. The tense relationship between Lemon and Collins and Harlow, his two female co-hosts, what kind of came to a boil. CNN Insider said the latest high-profile incident may finally lead to Will squeezing him out of the morning gig. By the way, their morning show ratings for that program are just in the toilet. During an informal meeting Thursday. Coffee with Chris is what it was called. 30 staffers had questions about the rating challenges at the network. One asked about Lemon's comments about a 51-year-old Haley, according to sources. People say stupid things, and it's, uh, well, this is what Don Lennon has always done, which is why I've always wondered how they've had him on a as a commentator with his own show. CNN did not immediately respond to requests for any comments about this. And we'll find out what they finally do. I think just tossing this out there that that morning show soon comes to an end and they try something else. But here he is now in trouble and the morning show is in trouble. I don't think these television networks right now, any of them, including Fox, currently know how to do a proper morning news show. I really don't think that they've pretty much just lost everybody. They keep rinsing and repeating the same failed talent, if you can call them talent, with the same kind of morning show format over and over again, instead of looking for something unique and different and people who actually have talent and are not just going to make a bunch of obnoxious comments on the air all morning long. Don't look at your radio when I say that. 617, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best is some lie letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Jim Casper, Rianne in Port Danger are up and sending me notes. I do want to respond to Rianne real quick. She says, okay, that was one of the last things uh, we wanted to hear that said, I don't think anyone on Capitol Hill is capable of feeling empathy. Well, here's the thing. Here's where you got it right. Uh, most people, the vast majority of people in politics don't really, they, well, first off, none of them know who you are and they don't care. They say they care, but they don't. Really, they have their own egos that they care about, okay? Very self-centered people. 
So, and very, very self-engrossed for that matter. They care about building their own careers and fortunes. They are not smart people. They're completely inept, often corrupt. So they don't really care about you. They will say whatever needs to be said to get your approval so they can keep getting elected and you will keep sending them money, which is one of the reasons why it always surprises me. I know it shouldn't surprise me anymore, but it does. When people turn to government to solve their problems, we need government-run health care. From this crowd, what do they know about health care? They don't know anything about health care. Well, we need them to fix our energy problems. They created our energy problems. They created our health care problems. They don't care about you. you know, they're trying to do something here that will, of course, enrich them, but they're completely inept. They're buffoons. And again, corrupt, money-hungry. And they get the money from the taxpayers and people who show up and give them all sorts of money so they can continue doing what they're doing. To, you know. But they don't really care about you or the country. You know. And yet we want more government. There are so many people who want more government to fix so many things. And yet they don't know what they're doing and they don't care. Inept, okay, corrupt, egotistical, self-centered. I don't want these people running anything. Oh, I just came across this story. Now, again, I'll be doing a lot of hopping around this morning, but that's okay. Let's go to Philadelphia. And I always have to throw in, and why do I call it Philadelphia? Go there. And just re oh, Jim, you're still out there listening. If you remember, we were at Eggington's with the crew having breakfast. And the waitress mentioned that she was from Philadelphia. And I said, Philadelphia, and I told her that. If you wonder why I call it that, go there. And she nodded her head and went, yep. Philadelphia Speedway gas station blares opera music to deter crime. <laughs> the police department says it has not received any complaints. A Philadelphia gas station is taking a different approach to deter looters and crime around yeah, speed, uh, it's in the, uh, well, it talks about what neighborhoods in, began playing opera music from its speakers at a high volume. Staff at the gas station declined comment, but uh, people who they wanted to go away, they start walking toward the gas station and they hear this music and they just go somewhere else. They never approach the gas station. What is that crap? And they walk somewhere else. Signs at the gas station say no loitering. And signs near the gas pump read, due to safety concerns, increased complaints, we cannot allow loiters, panhandlers. The Philadelphia Police Department said it hasn't gotten any noise complaints. In fact, it's working just fine. Quote, if it was a resident in the middle of the night, that's, well, okay, but, um, or maybe kids waiting at the bus stop waking everybody up with their loud music, I'd have a problem with that, says police chief, but no, this is working just fine. Oh, I, she, sometimes solving the problem is not exactly what you think. There's other ways to do this. Okay, so this uh, yesterday, after I got all the, off the air, I was searching around and listening to some things that I like to listen to, not music-wise. Like, for example, Babylon B. And I came across something. You know, we pick on, I pick on a lot, not just your local government, or, well, government in general, but homeowners associations and Karens. Babylon B created 
this. The North American Karen, a wild beast that's dangerous alone, but deadly in numbers. When gathered together, they form what is known as a homeowners association. This HOA peruses the gated community on the hunt for a vulnerable manager. But today, their vulnerability will be exposed. A Taronas homeboy sapien. The Karens freeze and huddle together in fear. Their phones on video mode at the ready to call for help from their closest friend of the jungle, the security officeorus. But the harmless Tyronus goes about his business, paying little attention to the Karens. But it's too late. The Karens have already been frightened. They turn and make their escape. Rarely do the Karens find themselves on the receiving end of fear. But today, they are reminded that the world is not their home. They trot home to their husbandus flaccidus to complain that their neighborhood is going to hell. I love Babylon Bay. By the way, uh, this, the kind of a person who becomes a Karen, and again, as they point out, a group of Karens is called a homeowners association, is the same kind of a person you see uh, out in the middle of nowhere, driving down the street, let's say alone in their car, things like that, wearing a mask. Look, I'm no hero. I'm just doing what I'd expect anyone else to do for me. Any decent person, anyway. My name is Carlos Ronaldo Jr., and I wear a mask when I'm alone in my car. Still, in the current year, I'm sure I've saved lives. Look, I'm just an ordinary guy who wears a mask when there's no one around for miles. I'm following the science. When people see me driving around like this, a lot of them assume I'm like an Uber driver or something and the company is making me wear it. But no, I do this on purpose. You're welcome. I just find a real sense of satisfaction in knowing that, ah shucks, I even hate to say it, but that I'm just a way better person than everyone else. And I drive a Honda Fit. You know, all it would take for us to beat this pandemic that ended years ago is for all of us to just chip in and mask up, even when we're locked in a steel and glass box for literally hours, alone. Sometimes when I let the pandemic get me down, I like to think of this phrase that I thought of and came up with myself when I was driving around in my Honda Fit. We're all in this together. Yeah, there are people like that in the Cairns. These are the ones who love to get jobs in government at any level. From a homeowners association, which is a type of government body, all the way up to your city council, your county commissions, your state government, your federal government. This is what they do. And we make the mistake of continuing to elect them time and time again. Yeah, as, and not just you and I, I mean, the American people in general. This is why I've said to you many times before, I have, when it comes to choosing someone who I'm going to vote for, I have one question, really, that I want to ask the candidate. Just one question. You get this job. We give you this gig. What is it you want to do with it? And if they give me a whole list of things that need to be fixed and things we need to spend money on, then I'm not voting for them. If their answer is, well, government is the problem and we have to get rid of these people and all the power that they have and get the money away from them as well. Ah, okay. That person I'm listening to and I'll vote for them. And then I'm going to watch to make sure that they actually do what they said once they get into office and weren't just telling me what I wanted to hear. Uh, I ate John. Yeah. No such thing as extra coffee. It goes straight to... Yeah, he was... He just loved the fact that... Uh, well, my complaints about government and the people in it 
this early in the morning. I told him it was extra caffeine. He says there's no such thing as extra coffee. It goes straight from not enough to too much. See, I don't think there's such a thing as too much coffee. Unless you're opposed to getting the jitters, right? Local news up next. Weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. is on the air. Sorry, but we had a budget. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. Six thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I'm going to give you a story that's just completely different. Because you've had to put up with someone just garbage throughout the week. How about one that just makes you read? Let's go to the town of Midwest Wyoming. And, of course, that's where the first scene in the novel The Virginian takes place is right there in Midwest. And now when I first went there to that town, I was curious because, you know, there's the novel, there's the famous story. And I get to Midwest, and as I'm looking around, I'm sorry to the people who live there. I looked around your town, and I thought, I am really not impressed. This is just, oh, my God. <clears throat> Way out in the middle of nowhere. The town's not impressive at all. Wow. And then I thought about the opening of the novel of the Virginian. And the narrator of the story gets off the train in Midwest and looks around and said the same thing. <laughs> Way back when. <clears throat> okay, so... As you know, there's the highway that goes loops up from Laramie up through Midwest, comes back down to Hannah and rejoins I-80, does that bit of a loop. And that gets closed down as much as I-80 does. In fact, oftentimes, I, well, whenever I've heard people talk about going around I-80, spending a lot of money on building a highway around I-80, well, where do you plan to do this? And they want to do it on that highway. Really? Because it isn't any better. And then there's the highway that goes from Midwest North, let's say up to Casper, if you want. And that gets closed a lot. So people who live in Midwest oftentimes just get shut down by winter weather. They just have to get used to the idea, well, we're going to be stuck here for a while. Then this happens. The headline I wrote this morning is, Wyoming Marshall delivers snowbound baby. The story basically is this. This is when the highways out there, and there's been a lot of snow, a lot of blowing snow this winter. That rose, those rose there through Midwest, closed down a lot. And here's this pregnant woman in Medicine Bow, and her water breaks, and her husband makes a call, and we got to get out of here and get her to the hospital. Which hospital? Are you going to, like, uh, Rawlins? Are you heading over to Laramie? Where are you going? Well, they can't. They can't get anywhere. A ambulance did try to get out of Hannah and go to Midwest. They weren't having much luck. The local medicine bow marshal, Roger Hawks, he's right there. And the town is not very big, so he can get to the house. He was actually out there on the highway on sort of the crossroads there, just making sure nobody tried to get out onto the highway because it was so bad. That's when he got the call. So he was able to drive a couple of blocks. He had training 
from way back when, when he became an officer, he had training on how to deliver a baby. All officers, that's part of their training. Never thought he would have to use it, but he did. He said, it was, this is a quote, it was just a normal winter day in Wyoming. The roads were terrible that day. There were a lot of closures and a lot of crashes happening just a couple of days before. I was sitting at a road closed gate making sure people weren't going to go through because the roads were that bad. Then he gets a call. So I headed over there, and because I wasn't too far away, I arrived. As I was pulling into the driveway, the husband came out, said her water broke. He said, I have five kids myself, and my wife has had long labors, so the fact that the water broke doesn't mean that birth is imminent. does not mean it's imminent. He said, it was my first experience actually delivering a baby. There was training for this at the academy, but who thinks you're ever going to have to do that? Naomi is the baby's name. He said, Naomi cried the moment she was born. She opened up her eyes, looked right up at me. Very special moment. Now, I have the story up on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning and also several links to the Rollins Times, which you can click on because there's more to the story at the Rollins Times. There's also a picture of this officer holding the little baby in the house that it was delivered in, which is really a sweet picture to see there. But he had to do everything. He helped birth the baby, cut the cord, et cetera, et cetera. All of his training kicked it. Even though how to deliver a baby course happened a long time ago in his training, which was way back when, he still it all came back to him. It kicked in. Midwest or Medicine Bow? Did I say both? Um, I'm saying... Um, Hmm. Let me let me double check to make sure I got the right one here. Midwest. Okay. We're saying. Hang on a second, guys. Uh huh. And I, in fact, I can go ahead and take a look at the uh, Rollins Times too for the story here. Because uh, sorry, sorry if I suddenly got myself a little confused on which one I was talking about. I was talking about Medicine Bow. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. Okay. Yeah, Medicine Bow. Did I say Midwest at some point? It was supposed to be Medicine Bow that this happened. Anyway. All is well. Baby's fine. Great picture of this officer holding the baby, too. 642, wake up, Wyoming. It's day weather for Glenn Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up, Wyoming on K2 Radio. It's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. And I would say off we go to the icebox, but he's not there. Out there on the road somewhere is Frank Gambino. Where are you, Frank? I'm in Gillette's for the 3A and 4A high school school swimming championships for the boys. Okay. How was the roads getting up there? Perfect. Oh, good. Okay. Nice. Got a lot of wind today. So, yeah, windy might be a little bit different on the way back, but glad you made it up there just fine. I want to repeat. I'm not leaving until tomorrow. Oh, okay, good. You you got time now. All right, now I'm going to repeat a little bit of the story because uh, you need to hear it, but also uh, several people caught me. I didn't know I was making this mistake. I was talking about the town of Medicine Bow, and apparently I was saying Midwest, but I mean Medicine Bow. So there was a uh, local. Uh, Marshall that's up in that area. Now, you know how that road in that area can get just snowed in, and the the town is just stuck, right? They're not going anywhere, right? 
No, 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 no. I've I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect time for a woman to have a baby. Really. The local marshal was uh, sitting there by, uh, well, out on the road where they had a barrier down because they don't want people driving out there because it's just too nasty. He's making sure no one tries to run the gate. And he gets a call, and it turns out the baby's just a couple blocks away. But if you know the town of Medicine Bow, you know, everything's just a couple blocks away. So he makes it and delivers a baby. So Really? Because that's... I mean, the closest facility really for that is like Laramie. Yeah, yeah, and they tried to get. Well, they tried to get an ambulance out of Hannah to go there and get, but that wasn't going to happen. So it was up to him. These officers are trained in how to deliver a baby, but whoever thinks they're going to have to do it, you know. And he has spent his. Should get in the. Yeah. Maybe get a job at the hospital doing that. Probably now that he's done it once. Obviously, knows baby's fine. There's a picture in the Rawlins newspaper of the officer holding the baby who is just in perfect health. I looked at that story and thought, that's just a great story. And the officer is someone who's been on the beat for a very long time. That training on how to deliver a baby goes way back to the academy. So I guess it all came rushing back to him when he needed it, but that's a great story. I'm glad everybody's fine. So it's nice to know that... Yeah, right up the road, there's a deputy who can jump in, and it'll all come rushing back to him. Congratulations to him. That's a, that, is a, that is a good story. We yeah, need I, that. Yeah. We need more of that. We more, especially when we get into a Friday after a tough week. You know, I just feel so much better. All right, a men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at home to take on the Air Force. The folks are coming off their best win of the season, beating New Mexico on the road earlier this week, but they are 3-10, and 10, and they're still in the basement of the Mountain West Conference. Air Force isn't much better at 4-10 at league play, so this game should be competitive. The 8 p.m. start tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Casper and KGGY in Laramie. And women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys were in Albuquerque last night and lost to New Mexico 71-62. So they are 10-5 and in Mountain West play and 17-9 and overall. Dallas and Ferdick led the Cowgirls with 24 points. But the Cowgirls also had a really rough shooting fourth quarter. They will be at San Diego State. Tomorrow night in junior college basketball tomorrow, the Casper College men and women will host LCCC from Cheyenne. The Casper women are rated 16th in the country. And ladies' game begins at 2, the men's game at 4, and the Hebrew men are 21-5. and five. In high school basketball, a full slate of boys and girls games statewide tonight. In 4A, Cody will be at Kelly Walsh. Latrona will travel to Thunder Basin and Gillette. Laramie will be over at Cheyenne Central. Burns will be at Lingle and KC and Arveda Claremont. The state 3A and 4A boys swimming championships roll along today here in Gillette. The 3A finals will start at 10 a.m. at the Campbell County Aquatic Center as Lander is looking for an astounding 27th consecutive state title. Following the 3A finals today will be the 4A prelims and the 4A finals will start tomorrow at 10 a.m. Laramie is looking for their sixth consecutive title in 4A. The high school indoor track, the big Simplock Games in Pocatello, Idaho, resumed today with 25 Wyoming schools competing in that deal. There's over 2,000 athletes from 19 states involved. That runs through Saturday at Idaho State University. And the high school regional wrestling tournaments get going today around the state. The 4A East will be at Cheyenne South, the 4A West over in Jackson, the 3A East Regional in Douglas, the 3A West in Evanston. Southeastern Yoder will host the 2A East with Cokeville hosting the 2A West. The state wrestling tournament will begin on Thursday at the Fort Center in Casper. That's it in sports. Okay, let's review here. So what's going on in Gillette? High school swimming for the boys, their state championships, and it's loud in there, really loud. Okay. I, I, I think I don't even swim 
Because I can't, but I can be a coach. You so, know why? Yeah. Because I can yell at these kids going, go, 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 Yeah, that's go, about go. all you really have and to do. And then I can yeah. wave my arms like a paddle and stuff like that. I can, I can coach like that. But they can't hear you when they're swimming, though. So, Are you sure? Yeah. Then, then why are these coaches yelling at the top of their uh, lungs? Yeah, I don't know. The same reason that everybody shoots at the top, shouts at the top of their lungs when they're at a sporting event. Nobody on out there... No matter what the sport is, can understand it. But like when you're at home and screaming at the television, I hate to break this to you, Frank. They can't hear you. I know, I know. Okay. Don't, don't tell any. Don't tell the coaches that. No, no don't because uh, we, you think you had an effect. See, he did what I told him to do. Yes. No, he didn't. All right, Frank. <laughs> have a good time. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Jim and Casper, County Sheriff's and Midwife Services. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they learned that how to birth a baby in the academy. Glad it comes rushing back to them. Hi, this is Six of time to wake up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Hang on a second here. Oh, let's say, oh, I'm answering somebody. Uh, okay, there we go. <clears throat> so, okay, uh, just answering people who are sending me notes over the app. What you can do, by the way, just pick up your Wake Up Wyoming app, and just when it opens up, just you look at a toolbar that runs across the middle of it. Touch chat. Send me text messages. I answer on air, off air. I was just answering somebody. I also wanted to answer because several people sent me a note this morning. So once again, I took everything I had set up for this hour, and I've just shoved it aside. I'll make sure to write an article on this, but I want to talk about it to you guys first. So a story popped up a while ago that every news organization out there repeated. Here's how this works. When somebody comes up with a study that seems interesting and a news organization grabs the study and writes an article about it, news organizations, they all monitor each other and everybody looks at it and goes, ooh, and so everybody starts to repeat the article. Most of the articles that you see out there are repeat, repeat, repeat of the same thing. Not reporters out there looking for something new and unusual. They're just looking for something to write about. And, oh, so-and-so wrote about this. I'll write about it, too. That's not a bad thing. But I wish they would look for more original content. To let you know, sometimes I do that myself. I monitor what other people are talking about. And I'll bring it into the Wake Up Wyoming site so you can see it too. But I try to find original content, right? So a study came out a while ago, just just recently. Basically, what it said was, well, the more gun laws we have, the less gun violence we have. And they left it there. But hang on, they're missing a key point, and I want to talk about that. I like guns, I like the way they look. Yeah, well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. 
Okay, here's the basic study that everybody's repeating. States with weaker gun laws have higher rates of firearm-related homicides and suicides. Okay, so a state like Wyoming, for example, because we have more lax gun laws. Let me see, I might be able to click on here and see. Now it's kind of bring up a video for me instead of, I wasn't looking for a video, I was looking for the state. So again, state with weaker gun laws, it says, like Wyoming, have higher rates of homicide and suicide. Well, they left a couple of words out there, using guns. Because I came across another side, I had to think about this a bit, and I saw, and I'm looking at even CNN. They have on air, they have what looks like a very serious news anchor talking to investors, um, yeah, was supposed to be some expert, but really just another one of the reporters, as they talk about this. Well, if you have tough for gun control laws, you'll have less homicides and less suicides. Let's back up here. Harvard study. Now, whenever you say, you don't say Harvard University, it's Harvard University. <laughs> You do that for any Ivy League school. That's the way they want it pronounced. So, okay. A Harvard study concludes that gun control does not prevent murders or any other violent crime. In fact, it doesn't even reduce it. Because if you take it, it's what I've been talking about for so many years on this topic. You take the tool away, they just find something else. You've heard me probably use this example before many times. Go to the UK. Good luck getting a gun in the UK. Pretty much impossible to legally own one. And yet the murder rate, as soon as they did that, did not go down. It went up. Because people started to stab each other. And then the UK actually started to debate knife control, believe it or not. Even when it comes to somebody committing suicide. You know, okay, so you're going to get rid of the gun so they can't commit. Okay, so what are they going to use instead? And this is what this Harvard study talks about. A study which was recently published by Harvard took a look at firearms ownership, gun laws, and violent crime, and suicide rates around the world. The authors sought to answer the question, would banning firearms reduce murder and suicide? The study was conducted by Don B. Cates, American criminologist and uh, constitutional lawyer, and, and it names all the other people who did this. And they found that more guns does not equal more deaths, and less guns does not equal less death. See, the people who did the study that's being touted right now over all sorts of media outlets across the country, they're leaving out a couple of key words. Well, tougher gun control means fewer deaths by gun. Not fewer deaths fewer deaths by gun. Because again, you take the tool away, they just find something else to do the same thing. The problem with someone who wants to commit a homicide, whether it's just kill one other person or kill a group of people, a mass shooting, is not that he has access to a gun. It's that he wants to commit murder. The problem with someone who is suicidal, the problem is not, he's not suicidal because he has a gun. He's suicidal is the problem. And if there isn't a gun available, he'll get something else. All right.
According to the study, the so-called fact that the reason murder rate is so high in the United States compared with other modern developing country is due to U.S. having a nuclear easy access to gun is simply not true. The study indicates that the homicide rates are not accurate representation, moreover, that their uh, rates have nothing to do with the number of firearms in the country. While gun ownership in the U.S. is high, the unusually high murder rate is the norm, whether guns are available or not. The study compares other developing countries with gun ownership rates, Norway, Finland, Germany, France, Denmark. These countries all have significantly lower murder rates than the U.S., but not necessarily lower gun ownership rates. For example, in Luxembourg, handguns are completely banned and gun ownership of any kind is extremely rare. However, the country's murder rate is nine times that of Germany's, despite Germany having a gun ownership rate of 30,000 times higher than Luxembourg. Another instance, the study compared U.S. with Russia. It cites that the Soviet Union back then succeeded in disarming a majority of civilians in the 1960s. Murder rates skyrocketed. By the 1990, murder rate has become so high that basically gunless Russians was left with the highest murder rate in the civilized world at the time. So you take all their guns away, the murder rate goes down, right? The suicide rate goes down, right? No, it went up, not down. Because the problem is not the tool that these people use. The problem is that they want to commit murder or suicide. In addition, other countries of the former Soviet Union that have held the strictest gun control policies, Ukraine, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and other various independent European nations all have had similar murder rates, whether they had tight gun control or not. So when I came across this story a while ago, um, I, right away I thought, okay, here we go again. And it was earlier this week that this story came out. Now, some people will tout this story and say, you see, it's a recent study, and it's out there, isn't it? It's in every news, yeah, well, every news organization is repeating the same thing, and none of them are doing what I just did. Yeah, are you sure? You, you just took a look at the basics of the study. What's missing? I'll give you an example of that real quick. And again, you've heard me do this before, but let's do it again. Wallet Hub. I love picking on Wallet Hub. Man, do I love picking on Wallet Hub. Wallet Hub did a story that said that Wyoming had the worst drivers in the country. So what did they base that on? Well, they have a lot of insurance claims. Uh-huh. Have any of the people doing that study ever driven in Wyoming? It's not that we're lousy drivers. The conditions out here are really tough compared to where I grew up on an island where we were lucky if we were doing 35 miles an hour and there's not much for roads out there. So the insurance claim rate was very low. Does that make people from my hometown island better drivers? No, it's just easier to drive there. So the study about the gun control rate, none of these reporters bothered they just regurgitated the study or repeated the study that they found from some other news organization that was regurgitating the study. 
None of them sat down to do any homework or ask any critical questions. Okay. That's why I just really mistrust most news organizations these days. Uh, these people, I mean, honestly, they lack curiosity and critical thinking. 717, Wake Up Wyoming. Seven Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven twenty-two. It's the time it's wake up, Wyoming. Mike Glenwood. Thanks for joining me. I was going to go on something else, but I got to pick on this just a little bit more. If you're just joining me, so a study came out a while ago, which they were missing a couple of keywords. I'm just catching everybody up for those just joining me. That uh, states that had tougher gun laws had fewer murders and suicide. And the couple of words they missed there was uh, less murder and suicide by gun. But the murder and suicide rate wasn't lower. In fact, in many cases, it was higher. And I just got done citing a Harvard University study that showed that. Not just in the United States, they went worldwide and throughout history and found it really didn't make a difference whether guns were allowed or not allowed. Murder and suicide might be the same or higher. Answer is, if somebody wants to kill themselves or other people, they'll find a way to do it. If there's no gun available, they'll just go get something else. Your problem is not the tool they use. Your problem is that they want to commit murder or they want to commit suicide. Then I started going on to the lack of curiosity that I find in people who do the news, who write the news. Because you should be asking questions. You should be thinking critically. And I often wonder, when it comes to journalism classes, I don't know because I never went to a school for journalism. For me, now again, I know I've told this story before, but for me, it all began when I was 13 years old and I was listening to a weatherman on the evening news and he was asked the question, what exactly causes heat lightning? And he said, there is no such thing as heat lightning. It doesn't exist. If you see lightning in the sky and you don't see any clouds anywhere, there is a storm out there. It's just over the horizon beyond where you can see it. You're looking at a reflection in the sky. And after that blew me away. And I, what else don't I know? And it developed in me at a very early age a natural curiosity. So oftentimes when someone puts a study out, and I put that in air quotes, study out, I look at it and think, did you miss any critical points or facts in there? Or did you just believe it? Are you just repeating it because everybody else is saying it? Are you curious about this? So let's go back to another one you hear me quote often. Remember the kid, who's nine years old, he did a study that said, Americans use 500 million straws a day and most of them wind up in the ocean. Completely wrong, absolutely no truth in that. And no one in the media questioned this kid. And when a researcher who did real research finally came up and said, I've looked into it, and the kid is completely wrong. We don't use that anywhere near that many straws, and the vast majority of them never, never get anywhere near the ocean. But, of course, did the media take that guy who did the real study and write articles about him and have him on their morning show? And so, no, they didn't. There's no curiosity there. They, here's, I just got a book, and thank you to Sherry for this. Sherry 
owns Tijo's Restaurant, which is just uh, to the east of Cheyenne, Wyoming, in that area. Great little restaurant. Well, really great. Right? And the food is phenomenal. And she sent me a book that I was telling you guys about. She ordered it and sent it to me. And it's a book that's arriving in schools all over America, including Wyoming schools. And it's a guide for teachers and students regarding climate change. And what they do is they show, okay, um, hurricanes are not getting more frequent and they're not getting stronger. That's page one. They, they say, here's, here's what you were told. Here's what's really happening. And on page two, there's all of where you can go ahead and look up their source material. So you know they're not just saying it. It's sourced. And there's all the sources. And you can go look this up. And these, this is from real, like NOAA and NASA and the IPCC and other international weather organizations. Okay? Droughts are not getting worse. Floods are not getting worse. It goes on and on. CO2 is not a pollutant. In fact, it points out that because the planet, it actually, the planet is a little bit warmer and there's more CO2 in the air. And that's actually being good for the planet and good for food production too, not just the planet in general. And they make that claim, and then on page, that's the left page of that chapter. Each chapter is just two pages. And then on the right page, other side of the book, they list all their source material where they get that information from very credible sources. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, I've known this because I've been spending years digging into this information and not listening to what the news media has been telling me, not listening to what the politicians have been telling me or the cult of climate change, but getting curious and actually going and looking it up for myself. Okay. Which takes a lot of work, by the way, but that's what I do, right? And what disappoints me is those people who go through journalism school today, one of the things they don't seem to get taught is that kind of critical thinking and curiosity. They look at a study, it seems to support something they already believe, so they regurgitate it. And when they see a study that flies in the face of what they already believe, they brush it aside. In fact, in many cases, they even de-emphasize it or hide it instead of saying, oh my God, I found something here that completely blows me away. I thought this was true, but it's not. Hey, guess what, everybody? That's what I would like reporters to do. Here's something that we all think is true, but it's not. I found evidence to the contrary. Hey, everybody, look at this. That's what I would wish reporters do, but they don't. Because when they go through journalism school, they're not taught curiosity, critical thinking, and how to actually research. So there's the quality of news you're getting today. Coming up on 7.30, local news. Speaking of which, and right after that, update on your weather forecast. Don Day joins me at 745. Big changes in next week's weather forecast. We'll talk to him about it. You'll want to hear this. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Android. This is K2 Radio. 7.36 at times. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 
24 states, including Wyoming, are suing Biden's EPA over far-reaching water rules. This story just keeps developing. And this, once again, you've heard me how many times complain about this? The bureaucracy writes law. There's the problem. We should never allow the bureaucracy to write law. But that's what they call it rules and regulations, but it's law. 24 states, the story says, filed a lawsuit against Biden's Environmental Protection Agency Thursday for its new Waters of the United States rule, which redefines that waters are federally protected and subject to regulations under the Clean Water Act, which is not constitutional, by the way. Well, the Constitution specifies what the federal government can have rule over, and it's not your stock pond. The lawsuit is the latest attempt, the story says, by the Republicans to overturn a rule that says places uh, well, it, uh, it places an undue burden on landowners. Nearly 150 members of Congress introduced a resolution against the EPA rule. Uh, the new definition is to take effect March 20th, 2023. West Virginia Attorney General, who led the coalition with the attorney generals of, or attorneys general, pardon me, of uh, Georgia, Iowa, North Dakota, and again, Wyoming's in there, 24 states total. They say, quote, the Supreme Court has to define once and for all the terms of waters of the United States in such a way that the bureaucrats can't just decide to redefine it. The legal confusion abounds regarding the law's definition of navigable waters. I can never pronounce that. Which changes with each new presidential administration. Shrinking federally protected areas. The Trump administration tried to reverse all of this. Then comes the Biden administration, and they go back. Quote, the Biden administration's water rule limits the use of land and violates the law in the U.S. Constitution. The EPA greatly overstepped its authority by trying to claim jurisdiction over land and water that is not connected with any, here we go again, navigable water. Montana Attorney General, in a statement, said, we're fighting to protect the farm and ranching operations, mining, energy workers, infrastructure, housing projects. States that have joined. <clears throat> Real quick, let's write them off. West Virginia, Georgia, Iowa, North Dakota, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Hampshire, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, and Wyoming. Okay, so uh, we'll see where the lawsuit goes. This will take a while, go all the way to the Supreme Court. Here, uh, speaking of, since I'm going through all of this, let's see what the Wyoming legislator has been up to. Here's our man in Cheyenne. This Wyoming legislator. Chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day with Day Weather. So, Don, I'm actually going to work to get you off the hook here because I was uh, explaining to people not just this weekend, but especially next week's weather forecast. And right away, people started to use your name with expletives afterwards. I am still blaming Canada. Well, well, thank you. Okay. Thank you for blaming Canada. You know, why don't we throw in some, you know, let's blame China. Too. Sure. Okay, fine. They're sending balloons over, seeding our clouds. I'll blame them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'll put my tin hat on and go for it. Okay, so this weekend is not bad, but windy, correct? Yeah, especially yeah, okay. in the in the central and, and south central parts of the state. The I-25 corridor, the I-20, I-80 
I-80 and I-25 areas. And we're seeing that this morning. You know, lots of reports of black ice blowing and drifting. The winds are going to be the strongest along I-25, especially Douglas, Wheatland, Chugwater, Bordeaux areas, and then, you know, through the Shirley Basin. And and that's going to cause blowing snow, but it will be dry today and Saturday. The sun will be out. Okay. It is going to be a little bit warmer. So is it is it perfect? By no, no. means no, but no. relative to what's coming later, yeah, it is. Uh, okay. these are the nicest two days See, coming up. I have a phrase for days like this weekend, almost doesn't suck. That's what I go with now. Next week, though, because I saw your podcast for Cowboy State Daily this morning, I actually wrote an article based on that titled Next Week's Weather Forecast Sucks. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. And it's just one wave after the next, isn't it? Yeah, there's two waves at first. One Saturday night, Sunday, that mainly hits the high country. There'll be a few snow showers in the plains, but high country will get a little bit of new snow Saturday night, Sunday morning. Then uh, during late Sunday night into President's Day Monday, there's another one of these fronts. And again, it's kind of a, a mountain situation. But the best way to describe these next two fronts, Glenn, is it's greasing the wheels. It's greasing the wheels for the bigger front that's going to come in during the day, Tuesday into Wednesday, as Arctic air is going to plunge into the high plains and Rockies again. And it's a similar scenario to what we saw in early January, where the Arctic air comes in and is overrun by a lot of Pacific moisture. And we call this overrunning. And the collision of air masses is going to produce widespread snow. And it's going to be like we've seen all winter. It's going to go up into Montana first then in the northern Wyoming, then central Wyoming, and then southern Wyoming is going to be the last to get into it is that's how it's going to develop. And we are going to see far below zero temperatures again uh, several nights next week. Okay. Uh, that's why I was advising people. You might want to take this weekend to go to the grocery store. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Stock up a little bit. And, and the week after didn't look all that better. I know that's still way out there, but that didn't look all that better either. Well, what's what's going on is is that we've we've had a pattern for most of the winter to where there's been a semi permanent area of high pressure in the central and east central Pacific and the southeastern United States, and it's kind of acting like a bookends. And and so the storms that are coming in from the west and the north kind of don't have a path other than to come through here. Right. And and that's the way it's been all winter. And and right now the tendency is for that not to change for another right. four to six weeks. So right. we are gonna be kind of battered and bruised by the end of March. All right. Have a great weekend. We all know who to blame. So, Ms. Mary's going to go ahead and cue up uh, Frank Gambino, and I normally say, hey, Frank is over there in the icebox. Frank's not in the icebox. He's up in Gillette right now. Did not have a bad time getting up there. Ought to do pretty good coming down just because, well, blowing snow and so on in that area might affect that a little bit. But you're up there to watch swimming and stuff, right? And it's a nice, clear day up here. Yeah, so, okay. Um, you know, got up here and been one piece. We'll okay. do some swimming today and yeah. swimming tomorrow, and then we'll go home. Just take so your good. time getting back. You ought to be just fine. Hey, I have a story up there you might listen. You love competition in sports. I found a video. Don't ask me how I find videos like this. It will show you how pathetic my time off it really is. So yeah. let's take a Wyoming bison and get a rider on him with a saddle 
and then put him up against a Texas Longhorn with a saddle and rider, who do you think would win the 100-yard dash? The one that's not the Longhorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, here's how this worked out. First of all, I, I warn everybody, your childhood was a lie. If you watched The Roadrunner yeah. when you were a kid, <laughs> yeah, a coyote is very fast. A coyote runs about 43 miles an hour. A roadrunner runs 20 miles an hour. Your childhood was a lie. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Okay. A bison runs 35 miles an hour. A Texas longhorn runs 25 miles an hour. However, you can watch the video of this race, which is a lot of fun to watch. The bison has a harder time getting started. So out of the gate, the longhorn is way ahead. Okay. But the bison is faster overall and catches up near the end. That's about how horse racing is, too. That usually is, yeah. So you see, now you have that answered for you, Frank. One more piece of useless information I have jammed into your skull, okay? I, I love it. All righty. In men's college hoops tonight, the Wyoming Cowboys will be at home to take on the Air Force Academy. The folks are coming off their best win of the season, beating New Mexico on the road earlier this week. But they are three and ten. They still sit in the basement of the Mountain West Conference. Air Force is a much better. They're four and ten in league play. So this game it should be competitive. And an 8 p.m. tip-off tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio Casper and KCGY in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team dropped a 71-62 decision at New Mexico last night. So they're ten and five in Mountain West play, seventeen and nine overall. Allison Frode gets 24 points, but the Cowgirls had a rough fourth quarter shooting the basketball. They will be at San Diego State tomorrow. In junior college basketball tomorrow, the Casper College men and women will hold host LCCC from Cheyenne. Casper College women, they're 16th in the country, so they're 25-3. and three. The ladies' game begins at 2, and the men's game at 4 at the Erickson Gym. Casper College is 21-5. and five. High school basketball, full play of the boys and girls' game statewide, and 4A Cody will be at Kelly Walsh. Petrona travels to Thunder Basin and Gillette. Laramie will be at Cheyenne Central. Lingle will be at Burns, and KC will be at Arveda Claremont. The state 3A and 4A boys swimming championships roll along here in Gillette. The 3A finals will start at 10 this morning at the Campbell County Aquatic Center. Lander looking for an astounding 27th consecutive state title. Following the 3A boys finals, will be the 4A prelims with the 4A finals tomorrow at 10 a.m., Laramie is looking for the sixth consecutive state championship. High school track and field, the big stint block games of Pocatello, Idaho, resumes today with 25 Wyoming schools competing in that. There's over 2,000 athletes from 19 states involved in that meet. That will run through Saturday at Idaho State University. High school wrestling regional tournaments get started today around the state. The 4A East will be at Cheyenne South, the 4A West in Jackson, the 3A East in Douglas, the 3A West over at Evanston. Southeast and Yoder will host the 2A East with Cokeville hosting the 2A West. And the state wrestling tournament will start on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper. That's it in sports. Okay, so you're going to be where they have all of this at what, the rec center where you're at? Well, at the, at the aquatic center. So you got to go over the Gurley Bridge. Oh, over and that over side, over there. Over there. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I figured that their rec center there in Gillette had a really big pool and all that, but you're over at the aquatic center. Right, yeah. So you can, it's right next door to where they play Legion Baseball. Oh, okay. They kind of like share okay. the same lot there. And when, right all, there. when does all that get started? Well, uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Really? That's soon? Okay. And just goes through, what, Saturday, or is it just a one-day thing? Uh, it, it started yesterday. Okay. That'll be, there's two sessions today and then one session tomorrow. Okay. Have a good time. Yeah. I shall. Coming up on some 
local business that we have to take care of. We'll roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. I still have loads to go through and share with you guys. But you can interrupt me at any time because it's open phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Or use your Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download at your app store. Right across the middle of the app when you load it up, you'll see a toolbar. Chat is one of the options. Touch that and send me a text message. I answer them back both on and off the air. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Great deals. Six of time. It is a Friday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Glad you made it through the week. Lots to discuss here. There's no way I'm getting to all of this. You can interrupt me at any time. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's because it is open phones. Now I don't just do that on Fridays like a lot of other talk show hosts. I always give you some open phones every day. But Fridays, it's the entire program. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in, and let's do this thing. Triple 97 Woods, the phone number, that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So let's say we're supposed to be way past the whole COVID thing, right? You're driving down the road, and you see somebody in a car all by themselves, Especially when you're on the interstate highway, so they've been, if you're in a state like Wyoming, that means they've been driving for a while. They're by themselves wearing a mask. Who is this person? The worst I ever saw, I was watching a uh, video on YouTube. Young man, he was in a Cessna 172, which is a four-seater airplane, right? He's thousands of feet up in the air by himself wearing a mask. Shooting video of himself, putting it on YouTube. What? What do you do? What? Who is this person? Look, I'm no hero. I'm just doing what I'd expect anyone else to do for me, any decent person, anyway. My name is Carlos Ronaldo Jr., and I wear a mask when I'm alone in my car. Still, in the current year, I'm sure I've saved lives. Look, I'm just an ordinary guy who wears a mask when there's no one around for miles. I'm following the science. When people see me driving around like this, a lot of them assume I'm like an Uber driver or something and the company is making me wear it. But no, I do this on purpose. You're welcome. I just find a real sense of satisfaction in knowing that, ah shucks, I even hate to say it, but that I'm just a way better person than everyone else. And I drive a Honda Fit. You know, all it would take for us to beat this pandemic that ended years ago is for all of us to just chip in and mask up, even when we're locked in a steel and glass box for literally hours, alone. Sometimes when I let the pandemic get me down, 
I like to think of this phrase that I thought of and came up with myself when I was driving around in my Honda Fit. We're all in this together. That to me, when I see something like that, I avoid them the same way I avoid somebody who's walking down the street with their pants below their waist. It's, it's the same kind of a thing. Okay, so headline for you. Democrat representatives suggest that the traditional family is un-American. Really? Okay, here's the story. Democrat, oh, oh, South Dakota. Why you? You got to fix this. If you ever have a representative who says stuff like this, you got to get rid of them because this person is mentally unstable. And, and I mean that. I'm not saying that lately. Democrat South Dakota State Representative Aaron Healy suggested that idealizing the traditional two-parent married household is dangerous and un-American. He tweeted that. Healy was rebuking Family Heritage Alliance claim that home with a married mother and father was the safest place for a child. Critics came to the group's defense with some pointing to data supporting the claim that married biological parents are the safest place for a child to live. Quote, an extremist group, this, oh God, I'll get back to this in a minute because it's worth it. But as I said, anybody can interrupt me at any time. James is in Casper about the gun study. Hi, James. Hi. I got a question. You sure. know, these people that do these surveys, yeah. are they totally stupid? Yes. But okay. Wyoming number <laughs> fourth is the worst for gun violence, yet you got Chicago right. as the murder capital of the U.S. Yeah. Well, they're doing this. They're trying to do this, they say, per capita, right? Okay, for your population. Yeah, you right. Know. Still having said that, now it is true, Wyoming does have a high suicide rate. And they were trying to take a look at gun accidents in the home and stuff like this. But as the Harvard University study points out, when you take the gun out of the picture, the murder and suicide rate does not go down. In fact, in some cases, it goes up. So for whatever reason, they didn't want to look at that part in their so-called study. Obviously, because yeah. Chicago's got some of the most restrictive gun laws, yep. and I think pistols and revolvers are mm -hmm. illegal in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Yet that's what's used most to kill people. Yeah, it's a murder capital. Yeah, so apparently all of those gun laws are really doing a great job there in Chicago, huh? Oh, yeah, that's mm. why I feel safer here in Wyoming. Right, yeah. So that's why immediately when I saw this so-called study and the fact that so many people in the news media grabbed hold of it and just ran with it, and none of them got curious to check to see if the data was correct. So that tells you what I think about not just people who do studies like this, but about most of the news media. Obviously, they're not using their brain. Or they're no, they're not. On it. They were not taught curiosity and critical thinking. All right. All right. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. He was talking about last hour. I'll, I'll go back and back real quick for those people who missed it last hour. So a study came out, and I'll put that in air quotes, study, that said that states that had stricter gun laws had a lower murder and suicide rate. And right away, news media all over the place ran with it. And I said, yeah, lower murder and suicide rate by gun. But the murder and suicide rate itself did not go down because they had stricter gun laws.
And so last hour, I spent a little bit of time looking at a Harvard University, and you have to say it that way, Harvard University study, which I just put up on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Miss Mary is kind enough to take a look at it and you know edit it out for me in case I made any. I get a little dyslexic sometimes when I write. But I put the Harvard study up for you. Go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. She'll tweet it out at some point so you can see the study that I'm talking about. And this study showed. It even pointed out back in the old Soviet Union, when they took everybody's guns away, the murder and suicide rate went up, and it was the worst on the planet. United Kingdom, good luck owning a gun there. And yet the murder and suicide rate went up, the murder rate especially. And mostly they were stabbing each other. It, it has nothing to, when people want to kill somebody, themselves or somebody else, they're going to find a tool to do it. Right. This has nothing to do. Get guns out of your head. This has nothing to do with the gun. Why do they want to kill? That's what you need to solve for. All right. So let's go back to this guy here. And again, you can do what he just what James just did. You can interrupt me if you want. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So here's this guy who's uh, a representative from South Dakota, Aaron Healy, who says that the traditional American family, the idea that it's a safer place for kids, well, that's, oh, yeah. Quote, the extremist group Family Heritage Alliance, so he tries to label them as extremists, said this morning that the safest place for kids are in the family that have married mom and dad. What a dangerous and un-American belief, he wrote. It's unclear what specific comments Healy was referring to at this time. Family Heritage Alliance did not respond to any requests for anything. But actually, when it comes to abuse, the safest place for kids, according to many different studies, is in a house where there is a mom and dad and a good family atmosphere. Mom and dad have been married for a long time. That's the safest place to be. Study after study shows this. Quote, children living with their married biological parents experience the lowest rates of maltreatment according to a 2010 study by the Department of Health and Human Services. Children whose single parents live in a, uh, have a live-in partner saw more than 10 times the rate or, you know, of neglect and abuse and so on than living with biological parents. Father children whose uh, single parents had a live-in partner had very high rates of, again, mental, physical abuse, bad living situations. So, uh, yeah, that's proven once again. Oh, there's that one. Thank you, Miss Mary. I did not want to miss that story. I had, <laughs> she found it for me. Miss Mary, I will do that story next, and we have to get that up. Um, well, in fact, here, hang on. Before I go, I'll send to you, Miss Mary, what I found, and then. There, that's the story that I found. And so we just have to put that together. Uh, you, folks, you're going to love the next one we have coming up. You're going to love this. 816 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Your Wyoming travel network. a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app. Eight twenty one's the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Miss Mary just reminded me of a story I was telling her about earlier, and we're sort of putting this together on the fly. And it was a a listener who sent this to me and reminded me of an article from a while back. 
February 13th, 2023, approximately 7.06 p.m., Wyoming Highway Patrol Trooper was driving near County Road 124 and County Road 218 when he heard several shots being fired. Now, it's Wyoming, so okay. But, of course, he's a trooper, so he uh, he located a pickup truck in an area where shots were being fired. Just want to know what's going on. Again, gunshots in Wyoming, pfft, pfft. Big deal. But, of course, he's a trooper, so he just goes to check hey, everything. Who knows? He might actually show up and find it's something he wants to join in on. I'll get back to this story and just say, for example, uh, Gillette, Wyoming, just outside of Gillette, a few years ago, neighbors were curious because they heard these loud booming sounds over and over again. There'd be a long pause and a loud boom. What is going on? Sounds like explosions. And it wasn't coming from the mine. So they sent a couple of police officers out there who found a couple of guys had welded together a homemade bowling ball cannon. And they were firing it out into their field. The police officers thought this was just the coolest thing ever. And they asked if they could light one off themselves, which they did. So you see, that's kind of typical around Wyoming. We have fun like that. Well, the troopers stopped the pickup truck and learned the juveniles had been shooting at road signs and perforating them. Now, you'll like these kids in this sense. They had a 12-gauge, a 9-millimeter, a 22-caliber rifle all in the truck. Hmm. Uh, a missing 13-year-old female was also found in the vehicle with the older juveniles, so her parents just didn't know where she was. That's all. Juveniles were charged with the following. Reckless endangerment due to the close proximity to houses. Okay, there's a problem. If you're going to have fun with guns, you got to stay away from people's homes, their livestock. Yeah, there's certain safety rules here. So, okay, I get that. Property destruction. Shooting road signs. Hold on. Um, <clears throat> maybe those kids were performing a public service. So as I was telling Miss Mary this story, she knew exactly where I was going with it. Uh, some time ago, I posted an article on the Wake Up Wyoming site, which is about to be recycled and put up with what I just read to you here. You see, people who perforate road signs in Wyoming are performing a public service. It gets really windy out here. Don't know if you've noticed that. Did you notice that? It gets really windy out here. It gets so windy that signs get blown over. So if you're driving around and you notice, wow, that school crossing sign or that stop sign or that yield sign, that speed limit sign has a lot of holes in it. Right. It's because, see, citizens of Wyoming, we're very protective of our taxpayer dollars. We don't want it going to waste. So when they put up a new sign, we know what's going to happen. Wind's going to come along and blow it to Nebraska or South Dakota. So they will take out their gun, whatever is handy at the time, and shoot a bunch of holes into it. Now, those perforations allow the Wyoming wind to pass on through. So when a big wind kicks up, the sign's not going to get tipped over or just completely detached and blown into the next state. It's a public service. So every time you drive by a road sign somewhere and you think, well, that's got a lot of holes in it, yes, concerned citizens across Wyoming are taking it upon themselves to do what the state of Wyoming should have done. Hey, YDOT, you listening?
when you order these expensive road signs, and I don't think people realize a lot of road signs out there are really expensive. When you order these expensive road signs, you should have them perforated so they can stand up against the Wyoming winds. How many times have you out there, you uh, deputies of whatever department you might work for, have you driven by road signs out there on Wyoming highways and seen them rocking in the wind? Now, that's slowly working its way out of the ground as it rocks like that. In fact, if it continues to rock, it might even just rip off in, in altogether without being pulled out of the ground. And then what? Then we have to buy another expensive one and, and put it up there. If the state of Wyoming had thought in advance to get these signs pre-perforated, then citizens of Wyoming would not have to expend they're expensive ammunition, and you know, if you're a shooter out there, ammunition in Wyoming is expensive today. It really is. So the, think about uh, what they're going through, how much money these concerned citizens are expending. Guess I got to perforate that sign. And they go through that all that ammunition at their own expense, okay, because they know it does good for the community. Well, you need that stop sign. You need that school crossing sign. You have to have them. Speed limit signs, stuff like that. Signs that warn of dangerous curves and so on. You have to have those signs up there. So the concerned citizen perforates the signs. So these juveniles were just doing probably what their parents had taught them to do. Oh, I'm sure one of these young teenagers was driving down some backcountry Wyoming road somewhere, some gravel road, dust kicking up behind them with dad or mom and they your dad just sighs heavily and notices oh they put up a new sign hang on son and dad gets out and pulls out whatever gun and perforates the sign and gets back in the truck yeah, damn it wish why dot would do that themselves and i have to use my own damn ammunition for that kind of stuff so the kid sees dad and takes that as a as a cue that okay so that's what you do in the state of wyoming so please don't get mad at people when you see perforated road signs it is a public service. Having said that, those kids, though, I do agree with the charge. Reckless endangerment due to close proximity of houses and highways. Get away from the road. Get away from other people's homes. Get away from the livestock that's out there. There's plenty of places that you can go shooting if you're up against a butte or a bluff of some kind and there's nothing else around, then that's probably okay. To do something like that, but you got to take a look at what your surroundings are before you just go shooting. And if you're going to plug a road sign, maybe it's a good idea to check with the deputy first. No, don't bother him; he's busy. Coming up on 8:30. Look at local news coming away. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phones after that. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Or you can do what some of these other listeners are doing. Use your Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. You'll see the toolbar in the middle when you open up the app. It's free to download. Just hit the chat button. Send me a text message. Wake Up Wyoming. Video. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 
836 at time. Triple eight ninety seven with the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Well, this story is just creepy from Cowboy State Daily. Cheyenne man admits he recorded coworker in bathroom. Ew. Why? <clears throat> Accused of using his phone to record a female coworker visiting the facilities bathroom. Cheyenne man faces up to two years in prison for felony voyeurism. See, my thought has always been, if you want to see her naked and she's not willing to show you everything, then don't do it clandestinely. That makes you a loser. Okay? If she does it voluntarily, then you're not a loser. You demand. There's a difference here, guys. I shouldn't have to explain this. Laramie County District Attorney charged with a voyeurism after the woman told police prior that she had noticed a recording device in the toiletry there. She said her co-worker from Frontier Mall a shoe store, Rezac, had been seen entering and exiting the facilities, the toilet, the bathroom, multiple times during the shift. And that's when she realized what was going on. So later that day, uh, she came to the lobby of the Cheyenne Police Department, this time crying and accompanied by her father. Oh, Lord. Okay, you see, at that point, if I were this young man, I would not be afraid of the police, the judge, or jail time. She went and got her dad. Oh, man. The pair had an interview in the room with a police officer. She told the story. Uh, he had made a box hole large enough for his camera. So you couldn't see the phone, but you could see you know, the, the camera hole there. And then put it up there so it wouldn't be something that would be noticed. He made the box hole there for his camera. He left the phone on record for about an hour. And then so at some point, she's going to go use the facilities, and he'll be able to record something. He also had uh, documents alleged, taking about six screenshots of a video of you know women and so Okay. Yeah, he, again, if you just a word of advice out there, uh, if the woman voluntarily wants to show you everything, you the man. If you have to resort to this, you a loser. That's all you need to know in life, and you can move on. Glad we had this little chat. I'm surprised we had to have this little chat, but I'm glad we did. <clears throat> Bills allowing Wyoming dairy farmers to sell milk at stores has passed in committee. Okay, good. I was one of those who helped the Wyoming Food Freedom Act on air, doing what I could, because I was heavily in favor of this. I used to get calls from a guy called the Milk Bootlegger, the Wyoming Milk Bootlegger. Yeah, he was, I wouldn't say where he was from, but when I talked about the Food Freedom Act, this was a guy who you couldn't sell raw milk in Wyoming. If you want to go milk your own cow and use it for your own consumption, direct like that, that's your business. You couldn't give it to anyone. You couldn't sell it to anyone. So this guy literally was going over the South Dakota border, buying raw milk and bringing it back into Wyoming. Some for personal use, some for friends, some for sale. Literally, he was a milk bootlegger. Until this law changed everything. And now... There, up in Gillette, I've mentioned that place before. I think that's the first store I've seen. It's like going into a um, Wyoming farmer's market, but year-round. And this has made national news because many other states started to mimic Wyoming's law. So there's a guy up there in Gillette who makes homemade peanut butter. 
Yeah, and he just and it, it doesn't necessarily measure it out exactly like when you go buy a peanut butter jar at the grocery store, it's measured exactly and everything. No, he just makes homemade peanut butter, crams it into a jar, puts it up for sale. You want it, you can buy it. If you don't like it, don't. There's eggs for sale. There's homemade cheese for sale. There's all sorts of other things like that. And that's allowed in that store. That's the purpose of that store. There was a time people would say, but it all has to be inspected. And what if somebody gets sick? Let the buyer make that decision. If the buyer's okay, then they'll go ahead and buy it. And if something bad happens, well, they're the ones who made that. See, that's what freedom is. If you're one who says, no, I want everything packaged properly in a grocery store, USDA inspected and et cetera, et cetera, then you do that. That's your decision. Here's the story. A Wyoming lawmaker uh, committee, a Wyoming lawmaking committee, has voted unanimously to let local dairy farmers sell their milk in stores. If you want to read it, it's Senate File 102, SF-102. While... It would add dairy to the list of products that local producers can sell using a middleman or a designate agent, they said. Because used to be you had to sell it directly from the farmer directly to you. But now there's a middleman, the store. Representative Tom Walters, Republican Casper, altered the bill slightly Tuesday to let milk farmers sell their wares in farmers markets and other Farmers market style shops. House Agriculture, State Public Lands and Water Resource Committee passed the bill unanimously 9 0. And then it goes into who Bill's sponsors were. In Salazar's town, Representative Salazar, he's from Riverton, a thriving farmers market shop sells raw milk for dairy farmers who live about 20 miles outside of town. It's a violation of current Wyoming law, which states that. The milk producer or farmer must be a person-to-person, the farmer, the customer. No store, no middleman. So that's what they're looking to change. Salazar brought Tyler Lindholm, a former state representative from Sundance, to the committee meeting to explain the history of Wyoming Food Freedom Act. With Lindholm, he touted the most permissive local food statute in the nation. Lindholm was an early proponent of the 2015 Food Freedom Act, but there have been multiple changes since, the story says. He says he hopes to see dairy farmers allowed to use middleman sellers because people have the right to sell their own products to whoever wants to buy them. That's what freedom is. Quote, when you hear the term food desert, what you're really hearing is pretty much every one of our rural communities is a food desert, which we, don't, we shouldn't have to be because we have local producers all around us. If the circumstances preventing a shipping truck from reaching small towns like Sundance, we'd be in a rough spot. However, Lindholm continued, the Food Freedom Act has enabled small-time food producers to sell their goods year-round. Now, another reason I like that. So I was talking earlier this morning to Don Day, Dayweather. Next week's weather and the week after that, just going to suck. And I had made the suggestion that, well, this weekend, while you can... Stock up, especially if you're someone who lives way out in the middle of, you know, either a small town or not even that. You're just way out somewhere. And as you know, for those people who do live in some of Wyoming's smallest towns, there's times the roads close. And if you didn't stock up, well, you're kind of screwed, aren't you? 
But if you can buy local, because well, the, the tr- even after the storm's over, how do the trucks get through when the roads are closed and all the snow's blowing and drifting? So your grocery store might not get a shipment for a while. But if you have local producers, you don't need trucks coming in from out of state. It's being made right up the road from you. You should be able to go get. Okay, so a representative of the State Department of Agriculture said there have been some complaints about foodborne illnesses, but uh, none actually detected. The Well, and that happens at local grocery stores, too. So the bill allows the department to investigate possible outbreaks. So far, though, we've had the Wyoming Food Freedom Act, I think since 2015, yeah. and really that nothing bad has happened. People participating in it are very happy. But again, you make your own decision. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Next time on Wyoming Talk, this is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go on the road. Frank Gambino's in Gillette, Wyoming right now for swimming and so on. Hey, uh, Frank, when you're watching sports at home and you're dipping into the snackage bowl, do you do things like Doritos? Oh, always, yeah. Okay. Any other food snacks? not sna- the hot ones, though. Oh, not the hot ones. Okay. So what I'm mainly thinking of is do you get that all over your fingers and you have to constantly wash your fingertips so you can grab other things? Oh yeah, because it gets all it's all yeah. over everything: your furniture, yeah. your clothes. Oh sure, everything. yeah, okay. So you should probably have like a finger bowl with water in there to, but you don't. Well, you just kind of had to use those Clorox wipes. Uh, then you got to get okay. wash your hands and get the Clorox <laughs> off them so you can get more chips. See, I bring this up because a few years ago I had posted something I've completely forgot about. It just came up on my Facebook memories here. Uh, talk about an interesting invention. These are little rubber tips that you put on your fingers. And they even have a little bit of a tread on them, like a, you know, for, that you, for your car kind of tread, right? So you can grab yeah. those kinds of snacks. It doesn't and get, not you, get your fingers. Full there of you stuff. go. Yeah, little finger covers, fingertip covers. Well, that's too woke for me. You think you think that's just too <laughs> okay? Too that's woke. just too much. Okay. You don't want to go through all of that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, you use a co- do you use a coaster for your drinks? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Well, it's, because it's hard to get that circle out. Yes, okay. If you don't. Well, think about the coasters for your fingers because it's hard to get that stain out of your chair if you keep wiping your fingers on your chair. Well, you, you use your pants. Yeah, okay. I, uh, just offering that to sure. you as an invention if you wanted to try that. But this is assuming that you're sitting there watching TV alone because you would never want to use those things in front of other people. That would just bring on their wrath and it would make fun of you for the rest of your life. And then they would put it on the internet, and then everyone would get a kick yes, out of it. And exactly. then I would be embarrassed. And here's, then that would be the end of chips. Yeah, here's Frank Gambino using little rubber finger thingies so he can grab his tri- chips. And, and then I kind of wonder when you want to lick your fingers and you got those little rubber tips on them, probably doesn't taste yeah. the same. No, it's got that rubbery taste. Yeah, but it's much more tasty to taste your finger with the chip, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I think so, anyway. I do, too. 
Well, the Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team was in Albuquerque last night, and they lost to New Mexico 71-62 to drop to 10-5 and in Mount West Plain and 17-9 and overall. Allison Furtick, the Douglas native, had 24 points for UW, but the Cowgirls had a really rough time in the fourth quarter shooting the basketball. And UW will be at San Diego State tomorrow. Tonight, immense play. The Wyoming Cowboys will be at home to take on Air Force. The folks are coming off their best win of the season, beating New Mexico on the road earlier this week. But they are 3-10, and ten, and they still sit in the basement of the Mountain West Conference. Air Force is a much better 4-10 and ten in league play, so this game should be competitive. It's an 8 p.m. tip-off tonight from Laramie. We'll have that for you on KT Radio and Casper and KCTY in Laramie. In junior college basketball, the Casper College men and women host O Triple C from Cheyenne tonight. The Casper women are rated 16th in the country, so the ladies' game begins at 2, and the men's game at 4 at the Erickson Gym. In high school basketball, a full slate of boys and girls games tonight statewide. In 4A, Cody will be at Kelly Walsh. Latrona will travel to Thunder Basin and Gillette. Laramie will be at Cheyenne Central. Burns at Lingle and Casey will be at Arveda Claremont. The State 3 and 4A Boys Swimming Championships will roll along to here in Gillette later on today. The, four, the 3A Finals will start at 10 this morning at the Campbell County Aquatic Center as Landers looking for an astounding 27th consecutive state title. Following the 3A Finals will be the 4A Prelims with the 4A Finals tomorrow at 10 a.m. Laramie is looking for their sixth consecutive state title. An indoor track and field for the high schoolers, the Big Simplot Games in Pocatello, Idaho, resumes today with 25 Wyoming high schools competing in that. There will be over 2,000 athletes from 19 states involved in that meet. That will run through Saturday at Idaho State University. And the high school wrestling tournaments, regional tournaments, will begin today around the state. The 4A East will be at Cheyenne South, the 4A West in Jackson, 3A East in Douglas, 3A West in Evanston, 3A, the 2A East in Southeast in Yoder, and the 2A West will be in Cokeville. The state wrestling tournament will start on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper, and that's the sports. Yeah, which is where you are right now. No, wait, you're not in the Ford Center. That's a wrestling you were talking about. You're up there in, yeah, in Gillette for the whole swimming thing, which already started and goes on through, what, Saturday they, they're done with it? Yeah, the first session starts this morning at about 10 o'clock, the 3A finals, and the 4A prelims, I'd say about you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock, and then the 4A finals will be at 10 o'clock in the morning. There is no shortage of enthusiasm at the swimming meets. I would bet, yeah. And Wyoming are totally into it. One of those states is Wyoming where you have no choice but to hold a swim meet inside. Right. Uh, who's going to swim outside? There's no way. I was something. at Alcova last weekend. It's frozen completely over. You, you can't. So in Wyoming, all swim meets are to be held indoor. Yes, that, I, that is the law. That, I think so. Thank, Frank. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Coming up on, well, what else are you going to do? I, I went out to Alcova Reservoir. I was walking on it. I mean, you can have a swim meet out there. I'd, I'd watch you try. Local news, national news, weather forecast, more open phones, wake up on Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. It's a Friday. 
Phones are open. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Trigger warning. Warning: This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Yesterday on the program, and I'm not trying to uh, talk this person down. I just had a gentleman who called right at the end of the program. And he had asked me a question, and he wasn't understanding my answer. So I'm going to play that phone call again. And I think most of you will understand what I was saying to him. But I wanted to go into just a little bit more detail on this. So here was the call yesterday. It had to do with the vote on crossover voting. And by the way, the crossover voting bill, they found, the people who have that bill found a clever way to revive it. And so now it's moving its way through the Wyoming legislative process to end crossover voting between parties. So here's yesterday's phone call. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Uh, I've, I've got a bone to pick. Okay. Our, our legislatures, the people that are supposed to be representing me yeah. in Wyoming, the Equality State, don't want me to be able to vote the way I want. Okay. They want to run like oligarchs and tell me which party I can vote for and that I have to get in one lane and stay there yes well let me explain it to you this way well hang on i'll explain it to you this way the way our system is set up in this republic and we are a republic america is and so is wyoming we have first off the primary and that's where each party chooses their candidates to go to the general election so when it comes to the primary you vote in the party that you're in what the other party is doing is none of your business in the general election you can vote whoever you want for and uh, they want to pass a law that I have to follow the party line? Yes. Is that correct? That's basically it. If you're, if you're a Republican in the primary, you vote Republican. In the, and if you're a Democrat, you vote Democrat. Okay? That's each party well, selecting their candidate for the... No, wait a second. No, no, no. In each party is selecting their candidate for the general election. Don't meddle in some other parties. Which party are you a member of? I refuse to. Okay. Align well, well, just for the heck of it, we'll party. say you're a member of the Renovian Party. There, I made up a party. So then you select your candidate for the Renovian Party to go to the general election. Okay. The primary is not the general election. The primary is for each party to select their candidates. Don't meddle in the other party's affairs. Okay. No, I don't understand why they want to the oligarchs want to uh well they're not oligarchs and i just explained it to you i jim i just explained it to you now i hated to sound that way at the end but i was running out of time and i had to get back to certain things i have to do at certain times on the clock and i had to let him go maybe he's a democrat maybe he's not aligned with any party but i thought i was pretty clear about that right carl is in rock river hello carl hello yes sir i i have Two things. One is I want a uh, president who is dependable and not wearing depends. <laughs> okay, we agree on that. <laughs> and then the other is that uh, a voter changing for party registration. Sometimes mm. 
it is necessary for a voter, um, one of the members of the election committee on the ballot, precinct, or not precinct, but the, uh, oh, the people who are in charge of the voter on the day of the election. Right, yeah. They have to change because there's only one party represented in their precinct of people that are willing to serve as an election judge. Right. That's the word I was thinking okay. of. Right. But you're so talking they about... they need to change. Okay. They need to change their party registration to another party. They can vote first and then change their party to an, another party so that there are the two parties um, in charge of the election the day of the election. Now, I would not have an objection to them limiting it the time that uh, it could happen to at, at least 10 days before the election so that it doesn't cause confusion the day of the election for people to change okay. their party. But for somebody who is an election judge and say they're Republican and there are 75 members voting members in the precinct or the district that they're voting in and they're all most all republicans but no democrat is willing to serve as an election judge mm -hmm. unless the uh county clerk is willing to spend the money to get a an election judge from outside the, the area to uh come and travel and serve as an election judge somebody needs to change their uh party affiliation to democrat mm. to satisfy state law right that there's See, a fair I election think my problem though is so, that that does it in spirit but if the guy really is a republican and he just registered as a Democrat just to satisfy the law then do you really have a Democrat an actual Democrat overseeing things no but there's one that is uh, there to oversee the election hmm. nobody is going to say that any of the election judges are right unfair hmm. but it satisfies okay. the spirit or the letter of the law right. rather than okay. the spirit of the law so what do you think though and about so, as the caller i had on just from yesterday that i just played a moment ago i really have a problem with people showing up at the last minute so let's say there's a democrat who switches to vote Republican and switches back. I mean, immediately, like, same day. I think that's meddling in another party's election during the primary. I, I, I agree. Okay. But I would, I would prefer that they give it, uh, you know, at least 10 days before the election. Mm -hmm. Then the election judges don't have to go through the paperwork of changing somebody's party and then changing it back. Right. I am all in favor of, you know, limiting the ability to change the day of the election right yeah my point is that somebody in order to satisfy the letter of the law right okay it's necessary for them to change right and they don't want to remain a democrat forever right so they want to change it back later Right. So in order election, to change they, back to republican then they should be allowed to go ahead and take a shower first well, they can. Yeah, okay. That would make them feel a lot better. Kind of get the skeevies, you know? Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, Carl. I appreciate the call. You're welcome. All right. So uh, that, there it comes down. And I hope 
with the call from yesterday, I, I really tried to explain it. I was, at first I was thinking, oh, the guy's probably a Democrat because he wouldn't answer what party's from. He could have been an independent, to be fair to him. He could have been you know, someone who's registered as an independent. He doesn't want to be a member of any party. I think that's probably what he was actually trying to say to me. So why can't I stay independent and on primary day go vote? Well, you chose not to affiliate yourself with any party. Therefore, you don't get to have a say because the primaries are for the parties to select their candidates for the general. Okay, That's supposed to be a private thing. Each party has their own private election. So, no, you shouldn't be able to just show up and pick a party and vote in it. And, and you know, it, it's not really supposed to work that way. If you choose to be independent, then you don't get to have a say. That was your choice. 915, Wake Up Wyoming. Once a time, wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. So sometimes bureaucracy ends up hurting exactly what the, well, people like Biden and his administration would love to get done. But that's bureaucracy for you. It just in general slows the gears of progress. And there's something the EPA is doing that is slowing progress that Biden isn't going to like. But first, Marianne from Wheatland on voting. Hello, Marianne. Good morning, Glenn. I just I was listening to a show out of Colorado, and I just heard a comment made by uh, one of the former legislators there that again, they're true. They're state legislators. It's not they're not getting it done. Right. However, there was a federal judge. Now I don't have the real particulars about it. There was a federal judge just recently that made a ruling that said they do not have to allow the opposing party to vote in the primaries. Right. So he struck down you know, the, the, at that state level. And I'm sorry, I don't know the state, uh, but this, uh, the people are uh, Republicans of Colorado now are organizing and they're forming and they're going to go through uh, the judicial system rather than through the state legislative. Yeah. They'd have a tough time getting that. Done. Is that a? I wonder if that's a problem in Colorado, crossover voting. I'm not. I'm not aware. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. In fact, it's the every everything that you ever heard about Darvos or whatever that organization yeah. uh, worldwide is happening in the state of Colorado. Oh, okay. It is absolutely horrible. Yeah, I think it's smart. So for they them. just voted it down, and I know we just voted it down. Yeah. And but. They, they're organizing. They're, it's going to cost them some money, but they're okay. going after it. Better they go through the courts in this case because I don't think the legislators are going to help them. No, I yeah. you know I agree totally with you. So because there there has been a precedent set yes. by this judge in some like again I don't know the name of the state. Okay. Um, they're going, and I'm I'm good for them, and I hope uh, Wyoming does it too. All right. Thank you, Marianne. She's calling in from Wheatland. All right. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? This eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Well, <clears throat> once again, I, I it's interesting how many times I find that I have to sort of explain, and I'm not. I hate the way I sound when I say it like that uh, to people that it, these are supposed to be private primaries. Each party has their own primary. Don't meddle in another party's primary. It's theirs. And if your party didn't show up, that's not their fault. 
Okay. I'll explain that in just a moment. Patrick in Evansville. Hello, Patrick. Good morning, Gwen. How are you doing today? Good, sir. What you got for me? I um, uh, got an observation for you. Um, back when uh, I first registered to vote back in 1982, give away my age there, um, I had to go down to the Natrona County Courthouse, right. register in person, prove who I was, and state my party affiliation at that time. Mm-hmm. And then I was given a voter registration card right. that I took to the polling place. Yeah. You know, and uh, I've said before, I think it should be more difficult to vote, not easier. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, uh, like I say, just a personal observation. Well, and I think you know, more difficult, there, of course, there are those people right away. Well, you're trying to disenfranchise voters. No, um, voting is something you should take seriously. In fact, Patrick, you would be surprised. You know, I have every couple of years my stay out the vote campaign to tell uninformed people to stay home. Please don't vote because you don't know what you're doing. You're guessing. The number of people who shake their head at me and go, no, they have a right to vote. I'm not talking about their right to vote. I'm talking about their responsibility as a voter. And that's why I think people should have to get educated and go down to the polling place in person and cast their ballot in person and take it very seriously. Exactly. And I agree completely. I think, I personally think you have a right to vote. Absolutely. But you should there. And like you say, there is a responsibility that comes with that. Yeah. I think that people should have to take a test before mm-hmm. they can cast a ballot. Okay. Um, take the citizenship test. Right. You could uh, give a... Uh, course on civics they've forgotten about that i had to take that back in ninth grade where we learned how our government was supposed to operate here's the only test i would actually do now i I agree with what you're saying here's the test i would do i would before i hand the ballot to them i would say so uh you're gonna vote for mayor can you name one of the candidates you're gonna vote for congress Uh, can you name the candidates And how about judge? Can you name who's on the ballot for judge? If they don't know what's on the ballot, then what are they doing? Guessing? Absolutely. And and I agree with that. I would ask them questions like that. I would also make it a bit more involved, though. I would say, what are the three branches of government? Who gets to make laws? Who enforces laws? Who applies laws? Mm-hmm. I would make sure that people know how their government is supposed to operate yeah. before they're allowed. And you, you're you not disenfranchised. Right. You can take the test as many times as you want, but you are not going to cast a ballot no. until you take it seriously and pass the test. Now, if you can't pass the test, the next thing I want to know is what schools did you go to so I can go to those uh, schools and fire all of their teachers? <laughs> Because <laughs> that's basic civic stuff so we were all supposed to learn, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, okay. We should be learning how our government works. All right. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. That's all I got for you, Grant. Uh, Thanks, sir. All right. Bye. You have a great weekend. No, I really do think that we do have to learn more in civics in school because we're not. People graduate having no idea how our government works. The number of people who turn to me and say, well, America is a democracy. No, we're not. Do you know what we are? 
It's not a democracy. It's, you could say it's a type of democracy, but we're not a direct democracy. They have no idea how our government works. They have no idea how finance works. Hmm? They, they don't understand how anything really is supposed to work in this country. In fact, much of what they're taught by teachers, public schools up through college and so on, is very anti-American. Uh, there's teachers out there who have, they hate this country. They have no idea how things really work. You've heard me complain before about people who get out of school and they don't know what money is. I say, Miss Mary says there will never be a test like that because politicians love uneducated voters. She's not wrong. You don't have to work hard to make real change to win over those voters. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So, yeah, people graduate school and they have no idea how anything works. Why? Then again, people graduate with degrees in economics and in the Constitution from college. And they were completely mistaught everything. That's a big part of her problem. 929 local news, weather forecast, more open phones. Great calls today. I appreciate it. Wake up my own. Six of time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Whether you live in a neighborhood that has a homeowners association, oh, I'm sorry if you do, or sometimes your city council can be a homeowners association. They can act the same way. Or as Jude from Mills would tell you, your county commissioners. Usually they're run by a bunch of Karens. The North American Karen, a wild beast that's dangerous alone, but deadly in numbers. When gathered together, they form what is known as a homeowners association. This HOA peruses the gated community on the hunt for a vulnerable manager. But today, their vulnerability will be exposed. A Tyronus homeboy sapien. The Karens freeze and huddle together in fear. Their phones on video mode. At the ready to call for help from their closest friend of the jungle, the security officerus. But the harmless Tyronus goes about his business, paying little attention to the Karens. But it's too late. The Karens have already been frightened. They turn and make their escape. Rarely do the Karens find themselves on the receiving end of fear. But today, they are reminded that the world is not their home. They trot home to their husbandus flaccidus to complain that their neighborhood is going to hell. Yeah, it really is. Hey, I had a lot of fun this week, and I want to thank the Chinese for sending the balloons over America. Not all of those were Chinese, by the way. There were, uh, I think, at least one of the balloons, probably more of those, but at least one, was actually launched by someone in America. And it got way up that high. And it was unidentified. Nobody knew what it was. And then it was shot down. 
And we found out later, oh, it was not, that one didn't come from China. We said, well, we'll have to sort all of this out. Meantime. Hello? Jenkins? Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, the airline has screwed up again, and I'm stranded in Mexico. Sir, I am so sorry. How can I help? Oh, well, I need you to pick me up when I land. I hired a guy to fly me up in a balloon. Sir, well, I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? They let that balloon fly off the country. I just want to get across the border. Sir, they're a lot more trigger happy about balloons this week. Why would they care? I'm coming across the southern border. They don't care about anyone else coming that way into the U.S. I hate to tell you this, but you're an old, rich white guy. They would probably shoot you down for that alone. Much less crossing the border. What if I identify as a refugee? Will it be a white balloon? Pinata color. They'll be expecting candy when it explodes or fentanyl. Now, during the course of the weekend, a couple of things to do if you want to take a look at some of the stories I've been talking about. So there's the Wake Up Wyoming app, also the Wake Up Wyoming website, same thing, right? So I wrote a satirical bit because there was the true story of the kids who were caught by a police officer shooting up road signs. That's there. That study, you've been hearing a news report that states that have stricter gun laws have lower rates of murder or suicide. Lower rates of murder suicide by gun, not lower rates of murder suicide. Okay. And I produced a Harvard University study that shows you can have stricter gun laws. You can even ban guns altogether. But it does nothing to change the murder-suicide rate. That's not just in America, but worldwide. In fact, in many cases, the murder-suicide rate has gone up after guns were banned, not down. Harvard study shows it. So I did a post on that. That's waiting for you on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Again, website or use your app to get to that. Also, next week's forecast completely sucks. And maybe the week after that. And then there's a good a couple of stories just to make, yeah, I know, I, the weather's not going to be good, but I explained that to you in the forecast. I talked to Don Day about that this morning. So I have what he said and all of the weather information so you know what you're up against for next week because a, a lot, it's just, it's going to suck. All right, now a couple of stories to make you feel a bit better. A Wyoming marshal, that's in the, uh, and I had made the mistake earlier. I started saying Midwest for some reason, but it's not Midwest that I meant. Medicine Bow. And there's a marshal there. They were all snowed in, couldn't get out. And a couple, well, wife's given birth. The marshal delivered the baby. It's a great story. And I have a link to the original newspaper story where I found that one. And also you can find a couple of guys decided to take a Wyoming bison and a Texas Longhorn, and they saddled both of them up. Yeah, saddles, and had a race. Who wins and why? That's just some of what's there. Now also, if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download your app store, during the course of the weekend, we got a lot done this week. A lot happened on the program this week. You can go listen to the old shows. So when you touch the app and it opens up on your phone or whatever other device, there's a toolbar that runs across the middle. On the left side, touch on demand. Okay. Then select Wake Up Wyoming and the episode that you want. Or Wyoming Altered States and listen to old radio uh, bits like the ones you just heard Jenkins and the Boss and so on. So you can listen to all of that. 
there's many other things that you can go ahead and listen to. And w the show is condensed. This program is condensed. We get rid of the news and many of the commercials, so it's not an entire four-hour program. You can pause it, start it again, share it, whatever you want to do. So all of that's available to you during the course of the weekend. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Face the day at 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 848 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to Frank Gambino, who's not in the icebox, but instead is up in Gillette, Wyoming. And you told us it's just beautiful up there today? Well, hang on a second, Frank. You're in the uh, aquatic go. center. Yeah. Your glasses fog up immediately. You can oh. barely see through the front door. <laughs> you know, and they're like, okay, does, yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you, need, you have to take your glasses off. People are saying hi to you. They can't even recognize you. They can't even see them. And then you put your glasses on. You still can't see because it's all foggy. Okay. At some point, though, though that, that that'll settle down. But then you'll step outside. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not. When, once we start, I'm not going to go outside again. Right. Until because it finishes. Because of my glasses will fog up again. Again. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, that's just uh, part of the hazards of uh, living in this part of the country, Frank. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, crazy. It so they, 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 these kids, I'm not sure. You know, they before they start this the three A finals, do they all take a like a milk jug, like a you know, gallon jug of water, and then they pour it in the pool. I don't know why, and then everyone yells and screams, and then they're ready to go. Okay, I would love to find out what the milk jug tradition is. Is it to cool down the water because it's too hot? No, I think okay. it's like some kind of voodoo thing or something. Okay. I don't know. Is I it mean, water I'm, from their hometown? No, I think it's actually from the pool. Oh, okay. That they put in the milk jug, right, and then pour it back in the pool okay i would love don't to find out what that's all about okay if, if you can't ask, ask anybody why. okay now <clears throat> here's something i'm very suspicious of this frank and I, I when i see a sign like this i don't think i want to do business with these people but you tell me there's a sign on a door that says dave's maintenance shop we can okay. repair anything please knock hard on the door the bell doesn't work <laughs> now, they've got other things to fix yes I, they're, not, they're not making any money no. fixing their own doorbell they're making exactly. money fixing yeah. your doorbell that's right yeah yeah we can absolutely anything except the damn doorbell maybe they okay i would have put that there as a joke but I, if i do that though i realize i'm losing business right Okay. It, it, leave, it doesn't leave the right impression. It really doesn't, no. Now, I had a similar problem. I pick on a friend of mine who's an electrician in our town. And he went by to visit my house. And I had these three light switches just outside of my kitchen and three light switches on the other side of the kitchen down the hallway that were all supposed to operate the same lights, right? But it was yeah. a puzzle that you would have to solve between what's on either side of the house as to which switches needed to be up or down in order to get the lights to turn on or off. He grabbed okay. his... Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was a stupid electrical puzzle. He went and grabbed his tools against my protests and went out and started to fix it. So now all the light switches work perfectly, which ends the mystery for me, Frank. Right, and you're a creature of habits, obviously. I, well, I like solving the puzzle because you never knew how it was going to work. So now there's no <laughs> puzzle, Frank. I just, I turn on the light, and it's just it's just there. I I wish you'd put it back. 
it, it, it took the thrill out of it. Men's college basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys should be at home to take on Air Force. The folks are coming off their best win of the season, beating New Mexico on the road earlier this week. But they're 3-10, and 10, and they still sit in the basement of the Mountain West Conference. Air Force is at 4-10, and 10, so they're not much better. But this should be a very competitive game. 8 p.m. tip-off from Laramie tonight. We'll have that for you on KG Radio and Gasper and KCGY and Laramie. Wyoming Cowgirl basketball team lost to New Mexico on the road yesterday, 71-62. They're 10 and 5 in Mountain West play, 17 and 9 overall. Allison Furtick with 24 for the Cowgirls, who will be at San Diego State tomorrow. Junior college basketball, the Casper College men and women will host L Triple C from Cheyenne. The Casper women are rated 16th in the country. Ladies' game begins at 2, and the men's game is 4. High school basketball, a full slate of games, boys and girls statewide tonight. In 4A, Cody will be at Kelly Walsh. Matrona travels to Thunder Basin and Gillette. Laramie will be at Cheyenne Central. Lingle at Burns, or Burns at Lingle, excuse me, and KC will be at Aveda Claremont. Here at the Campbell County Aquatic Center, the 3A boys finals will start here in a few minutes. Landers looking for an astounding 27th consecutive state title. 3A finals will be followed by the 4A prelims later today. And the 4A finals will be tomorrow here at their Aquatic Center. Laramie looking for their sixth consecutive state title. Indoor track, the big Simplot games in Pocatello, Idaho, resume today with 25 Wyoming schools competing in that. There's over 2,000 athletes from 19 states involved in that meet that will go through tomorrow at Idaho State University. And in high school regional wrestling tournaments get started today around the state. The 4A East at Cheyenne South, the 4A West in Jackson, the 3A East in Douglas, the 3A West in Evanston, Southeast in Yoder will host the 2A East, and the Tokyo Panthers will host the 2A West. The state wrestling tournament begins on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper. And that's it in sports. And then Frank slowly makes his way back to try to make it. You should have a nice drive on Saturday. It really shouldn't be a problem. Next week, though, sports-wise, you might have a problem. I'm saying in Casper, it's the teams that got to get to wrestling next week and yeah. regional basketball tournaments. That, that's the issue for tomorrow or for next week. For next let's week, yeah. Through, yeah. Let's, let's make it through today and tomorrow, and then we'll worry about that then. All right. Have a How good time, that? Frank. And, uh, I had to say goodbye to him also because we hear all. I can hear barely because it doesn't come over the phones well. Whistles blowing in the background, kids yelling and swimming and all that kind of stuff, which means nothing but real good times there so all right that's frank up in gillette at the swim meet all right yeah this weekend windy in a lot of areas but ought to be nice temperature wise it's next week we have to worry about and that is a developing story so the current forecast is on the wake up wyoming site in detail but then next week we'll get you up to date on that canadian blame canada not on day and we'll keep you up to date on that next week let's wake up wyoming